Hey y'all, welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mix Talk Radio, where we talk about life as it is. Today in the studio, Centuria, Avery, and I get into the Living Your Best Life series, Confidence. Let's talk, y'all. Hey y'all, welcome to Let's Talk Life XL. We are back today in the studio. I have my cousin here. This is y'all. Now be prepared for the most okay, we're gonna try and make sure that this episode is not only empowering, but just a little bit of funny. Hi, my name is Centuria Avery. Um this is my cousin, my older cousin. We grew up like sisters. And that's just what it is. Um, I'm so proud of her and all of her endeavors and everything that she's doing. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation today. I am too. Let's get into it. So this episode is confidence, right? And this is an episode that really hit home for me because everybody on any level has to deal with their confidence level. Some of us innately are just confident. We're super bold, go out there, we're doers, we're risk takers. Some of us are more conservative because we think about the things we do beforehand. Some of us out think ourselves and talk ourselves out of just kind of showing up. But when I brought the conversation of confidence to you, what was the thing that came to you about it? Uh, first, I'm going to ask you when you bring up uh, those that are more conservative and think about things ahead of time, which one of us do you think that fits more? Uh, definitely. That is a loaded question, but I'll go ahead and answer it. That's going to definitely sum up our relationship. Uh, me, the overthinker, and you, the more risk taker bold. So what came to your mind? Me? Yeah. So um, being con- confidence is something that I think that we take for granted that everyone can tap into. A lot of times people, you know, struggle with their self-image or their position in life or, you know, taking taking big steps or going out for big goals. And we just say, hey, you should just be confident. And that's not something that, that's something that may not come uh, naturally or as innately to some as it does others, just based on personality. And I think that when I did ask that loaded question, like, I think that's a good example because some people are like, me, I'm I am a risk taker. I am a, you know, let's go out there and see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Versus people that are planners that, you know, are, are more conservative with the action and thinking. But confidence is definitely something that is learned. It's a practice. It's just like someone that needs to work on their patience or work on their anger or something. Confidence is something that we build along the way with our life experiences. And there may be areas that we are confident in and some that we're not. We may be, you know, confident at home and with our families and and speaking up for ourselves. But, you know, in the office, we may be like, you know, so that confidence is definitely a work in progress for everybody. I, I'm all on board with that. And a lot of our confidence, we lean on past experiences, but I challenge everybody is to reevaluate your confidence level as an adult, because sometimes we're leaning too far on old experiences that have shaped the level of confidence that we actually execute from. So if you were heavily bullied, you'd be surprised how many adults still 
have low self-esteem because somebody told them back in the day in fifth grade that they were not cute enough. So you, mm-hmm. I, when you said that, I'm like, yes, that's on point. And I made a, a t- TikTok, y'all. I'm on TikTok now. Yeah, I'm a TikToker. Yeah. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> you have teenage kids. You got young kids. So you need to be on the TikTok. I, I can't do another social media. I can't. I, I said the yeah, same I thing. I said the same thing. But here is the beauty in it. Once I did give it a chance, I saw, man, I made this TikTok about um, why, I, why I'm smiling on my TikTok page, right? And it was amazing because, you know, I smile because I remember all the way up into college, I was told that I was too dark-skinned to date. It's amazing how that mindset as an adult still rang into my head anytime somebody, even if the man approached me, it was crazy. So my whole thing is about smiling because you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, if I don't get a smile a day, I at least have to give myself one. I have a smile for myself. And you bring up um, when you talk about uh, the, the things that we internalize from childhood, because even we're both brown skinned women, but even I had to deal with the, Oh, don't stay outside too long. You're going to get black, you know? So a lot of those things and a lot of those insecurities that it may not come from the playground. It may come from our own families who love us and want the best for us, but because they're not aware of, you know, the things that they put onto children, you know, they implant these things in us. So then we go around thinking like, am I too dark skinned or am I too, am I too fat? You know, am I too big? Cause it was like, Oh, now you know you're getting away. You need to push back from the table. And then, you know, you go around eating um, orange slices for dinner, which I did. So we uh, we carry a lot of that into our adulthood. So then it does help. Uh, it does cause us to struggle with confidence in our relationships, in our friendships and in our professional um, relationships. So, again, it's a process and that we need to tap into. I'm a proponent of therapy. I know that you are. And when we talk about, yes, ma'am. And when we talk about the things that we want to build, the things that we see that we are lacking, your immediate response isn't always, oh, I need to, I need to work on my confidence. But as you talk, the, as you talk through your insecurities, you will find like, dang, I'm not as confident or I may not be as confident as I thought I was in certain areas. I know for me, I struggle professionally. A lot of times we feel like, hey, I got this job. They're paying me a decent amount of money. Ain't nobody bothering me. I'm going to just ride out, especially as Black women. You know, we we are either minimalized and, t- and told like, hey, you know, just stay small. And if we inflate ourselves and speak up for ourselves, oh, here comes the angry Black woman or here comes this sassy sister girl. So we have to walk through this. It's a delicate balance of being able to say, hey, no, this is what I deserve. This is my worth, you know, but also still maintaining those professional boundaries. So personally, that's that's um, a a part of my own confidence that I'm working on to be able to say, y'all gonna give me this amount of money because the doll has this, this and this to offer. So we should definitely um, keep the different areas of confidence in mind as we're working on ourselves as well. I'm back here cracking up. Y'all, I am back here cracking up because I love the sister sassy girl. I've never heard that one 
whenever we speak up or we have, whenever we assert ourselves, oh, and it's not that we're, you know, getting ghetto or we about to tell you about yourself. We can't have that. I love it. I'm, you know, I, I'm here for it. And I'm all here for therapy, too, as you mentioned. Um, and sometimes I call I call you for my session. I'm like, you know what? I need to save 150 right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and have a good time. And I advise that if you have good people in your corner that will not only give you a yes, but they'll give you a no. They'll tell you like, hey, look, you're, you know, nah, you're messing up with that. Or I need you to reevaluate your execution. Sometimes it's not what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. How are you going about it? So if you want to be insertive, if you want to get your point across, I always say it's not unprofessional to speak up for yourself. It's not unprofessional. Now, what is unprofessional is when you go off and you're trying to speak for yourself. Because the moment you go off, no one is listening. And we have to achieve that balance between um, getting making my point, uh, getting my point across and being heard because there those are two isolated situations. And I've had that experience in the professional setting. Being a dark skinned woman, I talked about this on a previous show in the Business Boss series, being dark skinned, African-American with the natural hair going on. So at any moment, I look like, you know, stereotypically that I'm about to start a riot or a revolution. No, I just want to use the copy machine without an issue. So, you know, it's just certain things where you have to be more proactive in your stance, like, am I going to sit back on the sidelines and just let life pass me by because I'm afraid how I'm going to show up? Or am I just going to show up anyway? And when it comes to showing up, like, what is your take on just showing up? Um, I think to some degree, we have to be, we have to adopt this um, this notion or this idea of being unapologetic. We're constantly being told to make ourselves smaller to, you know, what have we heard? Oh, you going on that job interview? Okay. You want to go get your hair straightened or you want to go get a weed, which is fine. Um, however, that shouldn't be, um, that, that shouldn't be a precursor for me being accepted or for me for to, to, to that shouldn't add to my value as a potential employee. But furthermore, we just have to be we have to adopt the idea of being unapologetic for being ourselves, for being comfortable to speak up. And I think that if we kind of blaze this trail of um, women and especially black women, being able to to speak up for themselves professionally, kind of put your foot down and say, hey, you know, X, Y, and Z is going on I, and, and I don't care for it. Or I feel that I deserve this, that. We have to kind of make, we have to normalize being able to speak up for ourselves and not making ourselves small, um, specifically in professional spaces. And I will go a little bit farther to say in our romantic relationships too with our partners um a lot of times we we make ourselves smaller we are we are groomed we are raised to be nurturers and and to be givers most times and a lot of times we are you know as mothers and as as partners we've all you know kind of feel like dad you know where am i where, where do I fit in here? I'm, I'm giving, I give to my children. I give to my partners. I'm giving to my, excuse me, my siblings, any other extended family that, because we are, we are the backbone. We're taught, 
You got to be strong. You have to be the backbone when, when everything else or when everybody around you is panicking, you have to be the calm and you have to be about the business. That's what is, is inculcated to us from, you know, as soon as we become young women. So we have to normalize not making ourselves smaller, speaking up for ourselves, saying, I need a timeout. This is my worth. This is my value. This is what I bring. And this is what I deserve. Yes, I'm all about um, taking up space. That's been my new thing lately. Um, I also one of my my other posts was greatness takes up space. It is time to start filling up the room. And when you think about that, if you're great, you have to stop being apologetic and say, oh, well, I'm sorry, I have a business and um, you don't want to hear about it anymore. Now, I do say that there is a balance. You can't wear people out with your gifts and talents, but you that doesn't mean that you can't ever share what you're doing because you should be in a circle of people that want to hear the good things. They want to celebrate with you. They want to be able to encourage you. And we're going to be talking about positioning that the people in your circle are in the right positions because everybody doesn't play the same role. And when you do have people in the right position, that should give you some stability as well. Then you can work your way out and say, okay, well, you know what? Now I can start showing up at work with more people that are outside of my circle. But these people are just as important. They should be your outer circle because these are the people that are going to partner with you so that you can be successful on your job. Then you can show up and say, hey, I need that job raise. I deserve it. I work for it. I know how to collaborate because it's going to be very hard to be able to show up if you can't even show up with yourself. So I think the first person you have to show up with is that that inner circle, which is yourself, your soul, your spirit and your mind. When it comes to showing up for yourself, how do you do that? How do I attempt to? Because, you know, we're all a work in progress, myself included. But um, I would say, first and foremost, being honest, it's like, girl, either you know you, you're on, on your job or you know you're doing it or you know you're doing the best you can or you know, like, I could do better. So first and foremost, you really being honest with yourself. If you have a goal, if you feel like you're struggling or you feel like you're just not confident to take the next step, like, Centuria, did you really do everything? Are you really doing everything in your power right now to get to said goal? What are you doing every day? And your eight hours, you know, eight hour, traditional eight hour work day, whether that's a weekend, whether it's an actual weekday, whether you have something to do for your actual job that pays you or you don't. We have eight hours to be productive or rest. But in those eight hours, how did you spend your day? Did you spend your day building your resume because you want to get another job? Did you spend your day um, researching things for your kids so that they are not bored during the pandemic? Uh, did you research <laughs> other ways to get your two-year-old to tell you that he has to go to the potty? You know, so, you know, in your eight hours or in your in your time that you're aware and awake, like what are you be honest with yourself about what you're really doing to reach your goals, your financial goals? Like, did you sit up, you know, at four o'clock in the morning and order a bunch of stuff on Amazon, which I did do last night, but it was all stuff that I needed. Okay, so don't judge. But no judging. <laughs> if you say, "Hey, I have these financial goals," what did you do in your day 
on your on your on a daily basis to support those financial goals. If you have relationship goals, what are you doing on a daily basis? Being honest with yourself. Did you initiate a conversation with your partner? Did you try to plan something cute or did you just make yourself available to to listen to somebody? Your professional goals, uh, you know, are you um, actively seeking mentors or are you actively mentoring uh, someone else? Have you looked and uh, fielded, you know, what's out there in terms of opportunities in your field? Um, have you sought out uh, advice from, you know, other uh, professionals in your industry or HR professionals? So really being honest with yourself about, excuse me, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to really live to your fullest potential. If that's something that's important to you, you have to be honest with yourself about how you're spending your time, how you're planning for the big goals that you have in your life. You have to do the work to lead up to the greater goals. And you have to be honest and check in with yourself regularly to ensure that you're doing things on a daily basis to reach those bigger goals. You hit it. I I listened to uh, Bishop Dale C. Dale Bronner. Um, This man is a great minister. He's more of like a teacher. Like he just teaches you simple principles. I, and he's funny. I just love listening to him. Y'all check him out. Bishop Dale C. Bronner. He's on YouTube. And he says this quote all the time that um, really has stuck with me. And he says, a lie belief becomes your truth. So I always say that the one person you cannot lie to is yourself. And y'all going to hear me say this repeatedly throughout the series. Why do I believe that? I believe that because our behavior indicates our beliefs. So if you really want to see what you believe, look at your behavior. And that's exactly what Centuria was saying. So if you believe you're going to be able to say, oh, today is Audi day, then you have to look at your Audi behavior. Have you, you know what I mean? If today is the day where you say, I am going to uh, become a better person so that I can have the relationship that I want, But if you're out there self-sabotaging every time you get in a relationship, you can't trust anybody. He got to be cheating. He got to be lying. Then your belief is saying you're not really setting yourself up to be in this type of relationship that you want. And that belief, that that lie that you keep telling yourself becomes the truth. And the truth is evident in your behavior. So that's how I apply his principle with my with my mindset. A lie believed becomes your truth. Your truth is your behavior. Look at your behavior. That is the key to your truth. It tells you what you believe in. So if you say, oh, you know what? I want to be a a five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure business owner. Well, are you putting in the work? Because guess what? You may have to work seven seven days a week all day long. You may have to say no to certain invitations. You may not be able to go out every time with your friends. You may have to miss some important things. Now, that's not to say not to have balance or use wisdom, but it's going to take work, not words. And you you have to be able to show up for yourself first. Then you can look at your circle and you can say, well, who is in my circle? And then that should be your friends and family or whoever you trust, your therapist, counselor, whoever, mentorships. It is so important to partner with someone who is where you want to be. If you can't partner with them, like it's some people you watch and like 
Bishop Bronner. If you're listening, I would love to partner with you. I would love for you to be my mentor. But right now, I'm still partnering with him because I am I am partaking in his messages. I am sharing his content. Those are all the ways you can partner. So if you can't physically say, hey, can you please be my mentor? Learn from them. If they have books, read them. If they have messages, listen to them. If they have podcasts, tune in. And that way you can glean from them. They've already been there. They've already blazed that trail. So some trails you can you can follow and adapt. And you can say, you know what? This fits my life. This doesn't fit my life. This truth, I feel like, is for me to accept this today as my truth and work on it so that I can grow. Or you say this doesn't apply. And then you can look at your outer circle. And these are people maybe at your job or business partnerships, but these are all circles. Why are they circle? Because they're all interconnected. We are not doing this thing alone. And if you want to check your confidence level, you have to look at the different areas in your life. For one, how am I responding to myself? Two, how do I respond to others? Because my confidence is woven in all of those interactions. Now, if you had to encourage the listeners before we go, because we're almost at the end of the show. Man, this is great. It's a good combo. It is. Um, what would you tell them to inspire them to really just be authentic and just show up? There are a lot of people out here that may not have the credentials that you have. They may not have the background and the work ethic that you have, but they're going to walk into that room as if whatever they're about to ask for is already theirs. So when we talk about uh, women uh, walking in, walking in with confidence, and not uh, making ourselves smaller and taking up space. Take up that space because you deserve to be there. Uh, go veer off the path a little bit. I know that a lot of us deal with imposter syndrome. Before I even knew what imposter syndrome was, I struggled with it for years, and then I saw the definition. I was like, "Dang, that's what that was the whole time." I was in college because I feel like I didn't deserve to be there because of where I came from. Even though I went to an HBCU, I still was like, I don't know how they let me in, but I'm here and I'm going to make it do what it do. And I felt like that in, in professional and educational spaces. So we have to, first of all, acknowledge um, that feeling where you feel like, oh, I don't belong here. Or I don't know how I got here. Yes, you do, sis. Yes, you do belong there. Thank you for tuning into this series, Living Your Best Life, Confidence. This episode was sponsored by my company, Women Empowering Change. Make sure to check out my upcoming summit, Emerge 4, happening September 25th in Houston, Texas at www.womenempoweringchange.org. As always, please leave me a review and let me know if anything from our conversation caught your attention. Bye, y'all.